Do you need to be a student here? No, you can just... No, you can... Something just stung me. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to The Stinger. The Stinger is a bite-sized podcast where we try to focus on one Hornets-related subject. Um, it's been a while since we stung you, but we only sting with provocation. And there's some provocation happening right now. Um, I'm, my name is Zachary Brown. I'm a writer at The Hive. Today, I'm joined by Jack Simone. He's also a writer at The Hive. He actually just recapped the Knicks game, but he hosts a Boston Celtics podcast as well called From the Rafters. Jack, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it, too. And I think that our subject today is relevant. I, I see it on our comments. I see it on the boards on atthehive.com. Please go and visit. It's a great website. Because people are asking, should the Hornets tank? And that's kind of the the subject I want to talk about with you today, Jack. The Hornets have struggled. Uh, they are four of six in their last ten games. They were without a bevy of starters on this team, although there may be a little light at the tunnel. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But let's talk about the concept of a tank this late in the season. Less than a month to go of the regular season, let's just assume that the team wants to tank. How far down the draft, or I should say up the draft order, do you think the Hornets can get at this point, Jack? There, there are some definite teams that, that are going to be in that lower level of teams that can get those high picks. But because of the new lottery odds, because the, the draft is kind of not cut and dry yet, there's a chance for us to get a really good draft pick, especially in a draft that is supposed to be full of talent. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely interesting, the concept of tanking at this point, because like you said, there, there's some good news on the injury front at the same time that we're going to talk about. But um, the way the Hornets have been playing is admirable, especially with all the stars they've had out. But I'm looking at the standings right now. There are two games ahead of the Pacers, four games ahead of the Bulls, four games ahead of the Wizards, four and a half games above the Raptors. And that would dump them back to 12th in the Eastern Conference. And they're eight games ahead of the Cavs. So I don't think that's necessarily realistic because the Cavs are uh, <clears throat> not great. And so, nope. <laughs> so if you can get down to there, you'd be around 12, right? The Hornets would miss the play in, which would suck. But the West only has two teams that are really that bad. And then the Thunder, if you want to throw them in there, Hornets realistically could jump in to, you know, eight, nine, 10, if they did decide to take and really, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily something you want to do as an organization, but if they start to, you know, be bad enough, they could jump into that top 10 there. And like you said, this draft class is one of the most talented the NBA has seen in a long time. So I don't necessarily know if they will choose that route but if it happens it might not be the worst thing in the world no and, and one of the reasons to tank is that th there's just been a, a bevy of injuries we, we've been struck with the injury bug and a lot of teams are experiencing injuries but the hornets cannot survive or at least cannot be competitive with those injuries on their team but we got a little good news jack 
we think that Lamelo has been cleared for what are what is being called basketball activities. I'm not sure exactly what the time frame would actually be for him to hit the court, but at least that wrist is feeling better. Man, to have his smiling face and to have those zip passes come into the court. I'm not sure exactly what how many W's it'll put in the win column to have him back, but to have an exciting player like Lamelo Ball back as we get into the very very end of this regular season w- would put a a positive spin on this season. The thing that I I think people discount is that a lot of times Borrego takes Lamelo out of the game in the in that kind of deciding clutch time. It's usually well before clutch time. So he hasn't been the main player that people depend on to win games. He's certainly had great plays and and done some things to help us win games. But he's not the person that the Charlotte Hornets rely on to win games. Normally it would be Gordon Hayward. Normally it would be Terry Rozier. Um, you know, Devontae Graham, especially last year. But Lamella Ball isn't isn't the linchpin on which we win games. But it is great to have him back, and I'm excited to see him hit the court. Do you think that that'll have some impact on the playoff race? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I was always <laughs> getting frustrated whenever Borrego took him out at the end of the games because you can tell the impact he has on the game. Like, the way he moves the ball, the way the the offense just completely changes with Mbella Ball on the court because, realistically, DeMonte Graham's a great passer, but just the playmaking ability he has to find everybody anywhere on the court is just unlike anything the Hornets have on the team. Plus, with his size and his solid shooting, like, he, he just brings so many solid aspects to the court that they don't have otherwise that I think he'll definitely impact winning. And you could just tell when he was on the bench with his leg bouncing up and down that viral clip, like he wanted to play so bad. He just loves it. Yeah. So having his, having his energy on the court, is going to make Hornets game. Not, not only more intense, but so much more fun to watch uh, when he gets, I'll back. never forget that in the game where he injured his wrist, a, he didn't come out of the game when it got injured and he was making passes with his other hands. In fact, he tried to do a layup. It, it bricked off the rim but he tried to do a layup with the other hand because he wanted to be in the game so much now the other side of this question that I I know that people will want me to explore or ask is that should he be coming back with the small amount of games we have left with the kind of set area in which we think the Hornets are going to be competitive do you risk him re-injuring that wrist and I think the answer is yes, Jack. I think for two reasons. I I think he has a chance to be rookie of the year, even if he never comes back. I, I wouldn't put Anthony Edwards above him. Um, and I don't see another rookie that I think is an actual competitive person. I know that the, the Kings rookie is also shouted out all the time. And that now that they have an advantage on the games, you might say, hey, maybe we should do a Brogdon-style rookie of the year when he won over Embiid because he Embiid wasn't playing that many games. But I think that when Lamella was playing, not only was he the best rookie, he was the best rookie by by yards. Um, when LaMelo was was making his plays, Anthony Edwards was struggling from the field. And even though Anthony Edwards is scoring more points, he's still pretty inefficient. So I would make the argument that he could be rookie of the year even without coming back. The other idea is that if you bring LaMelo Ball back at the end of the season, that there's a possibility that he could affect the play-in game or the playoffs as we move forward. 
And I think he could have an effect, but I I don't think he's going to be the linchpin for winning, as I was saying before. Um, do you think, A, do you think that LaMelo Ball is the rookie of the year without coming back? And B, do you think he needs to come back to get ROTY? Uh, so I think that in my personal opinion. Did I do the thing opinion, where I said A and then two? Like I said, A and then two? <laughs> I think so, maybe. Right no problem. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I think personally to me, he's the rookie of the year. Just the way he impacts winning, I think is the biggest thing in my opinion, because I have a stat right here. Um, when LaMelo Ball has a positive plus minus in the box score, the Hornets are 12 and one, I believe. They're 12 and, no, I'm sorry, 13 and one uh, when LaMelo Ball posts a positive plus minus. So if he's playing well, the team is winning. And that's just a fact. That's the way the stats read out. Like, LaMelo Ball plays while the Hornets win basketball games, which is why I was telling you earlier, it frustrated me when James Borrego brought him out at the end of games a few times. <laughs> but um, like you said, Anthony Edwards, uh, Tyrese Halliburton on the Kings, they both have solid you know, chances to win it. And realistically, that's the way the voting might sway because of the time LaMelo has missed. But if he does come back and does make an impact and does lead the Hornets to the play, in which I think he's fully capable of doing, and hey, maybe they even win the play and maybe they even make some noise. You never know. I, I think you there is know. a chance that he I, I think if he does that and it can lead them to the play in, I, I think he'll be voted rookie of the year, undoubtedly. And here's the other thing, Jack. I don't know your your Hornets history. I don't know your origin story as a Hornets fan. Um I've lived in the in the Charlotte area all of my life. I've had a, a fandom with the Hornets for a very long time. I have to totally admit I was a Chicago Bulls fan when I was a very young child. Uh, there's a reason for that. I can't remember his name. There is a reason for that. Um, something about Ernest, I can't remember. And now, the player coach of the Toon Squad at six foot six from North Carolina is Royal. But I think that if if you're a Hornets fan, and if you have a chance, simply a chance to be competitive in the playoffs, and you have to decide with a month to go in the regular season whether or not you should tank and maybe get that 8-9 pick in the draft, or be competitive in a, a play-in game, and then maybe maybe you shock the 76ers or the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> um, the Harden, Hardenless Brooklyn Nets or something like that. Mm-hmm. You you take that chance. I think there's two reasons. One is a one is a basketball nerd reason with the, the playoff experience argument, if you know what I mean, where like, hey, you want these young players to to get their feet wet, um, to get their beaks wet to, for them to be able to feel the pace of the playoffs for them to really be competitive with with teams and play a series so that they can get used to it i don't really care about that jack what i care about the most is that you want charlotte hornets playoff moments to happen simple as that you want the hornets to be in the playoffs when they have a chance to be in the playoffs because historically we haven't had that opportunity to do so um no matter who they end up playing in the playing game, whether it be the Pacers, who I think they can beat, the Bulls, who made a huge trade, gave up a bunch of draft capital, and who aren't really playing that well. I and think then beat the Celtics. Beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Celtics, 
since the last time we talked, the Celtics and the Hornets have gone two opposite ways. Um, I know the Celtics are six and we are eight, but the Celtics have been playing some great basketball. Shout out to uh, Kemba Walker. Um, but that's why I want them to be in the playoffs is just simply because if you have the chance to compete, you compete. I mean, these players, no matter what you would do as an organization to try to lose games, the players that we have on this team are going to come to compete. Um, I think up and down the roster, including uh, Mr. Vernon Carey Jr., who is really trying to earn minutes on this team. Maybe this is a hot take, but I had a thought when um, you, you asked me about this and as a topic, and I, I thought about it like this. Lamella Ball, realistically, I think, has the talent and potential to eventually be an MVP in the NBA. Like he, he's that good. He's that impactful of a player. I think he works on his defense. He gets used to the defensive schemes. He's got the frame for it. I think he can be a solid defender. And with the stats he puts up and the impact he makes on winning, he can be an MVP. Yeah, a few years ago, Gordon Hayward, who was playing like an all-star before the injury, and regardless of him getting voted in or not, he, he was that caliber of a player. You have Miles Bridges, who is playing amazing basketball uh, in the absence of Hayward and Ball. So he, he's a great rebounder. His dunks are electric. He's giving Eric Collins all the House of Highlights moments he wants in the world. Amazing. It's, uh, <laughs> and me. it's great. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. It's great. And then Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier has been phenomenal this season. Devontae Graham's had his shooting struggles, but he comes up when it matters most. My personal favorite, huge Jalen McDaniels guy. I love Jalen McDaniels. I think he can be a really solid rotational piece at the very least for the Hornets. Sure. Big fan of him. And, and then you say, like you said, Vernon Carey earning minutes. The track that this team is on, I think they could be a legitimate constant playoff team in the next couple of years. Like, like, being in the playoffs and not only being in the playoffs, being very competitive in the playoffs. Like I'm talking four or five seed at the very least. Like they have the workings for it. They get another pick. They let these guys develop. This could be a very, very, you know, dangerous basketball team in the playoffs. It's just a matter of getting them that playoff experience and just letting the team grow as it is. I think you get a solid center and no, no, no offense to Bismack or Cody. I think they're both really good, but you get a beef up the center rotation a little bit. You let these, you know, wings, these guards develop a little bit, gel together playoff experience this year. Hopefully if LaMelo can lead them there, I I think that would be key. And, you know, I I really have a good, you know, feeling about the future of this team. So in terms of this year, the tank is an option if LaMelo and Hayward can't play, but if those guys are back by the play in, I think all bets are off and you just make a run for it. Yeah. Hayward's the big, question mark now because it it doesn't seem like they're going to rush him back it just it, i mean even especially with his injury history you wouldn't want to rush him back but i don't think they're trying to push him to play in the regular season uh, from the reports that we've seen which have been very sparse it doesn't look like there's any timetable for him to return to the court i want to pump the brakes a little bit Man, I I hate doing this. I really do because people love LaMelo Ball and I love watching him play and I think (laughs) he's really great. What is going to happen, Jack, and what happens with almost every good rookie player is that they have a a really good rookie season. They might even get rookie of the year, but rookie of the year is not MVP. 
he may struggle in his second year. He, you know, he may have a, a regression to the mean when it comes to the uh, outside shooting. Has been shooting better than we thought he was going to in the NBA. And then there's going to be a bunch of articles about um, how did Lamelo Ball lose it? Are the Hornets not using him in the right way? Uh, shouldn't Lamelo Ball be on the Knicks? Shouldn't Lamelo Ball be on the Lakers? Shouldn't Lamelo Ball be on the Nets? You know, it'll we'll go through that round of it. I. I believe that he has, I mean, it's hard for me to even say that I believe that he has the potential to be MVP because the MVPs that I've seen, I did, I don't know that you can predict it. I think it's fun to predict it on, on their rookie year, but I don't think that there's any way that you can project him being a uh, James Harden type player, him being a, a LeBron James type player. So I, I want to pump the brakes a little bit on the MVP conversation, but I do think he would have an impact in the playoffs. Do you think of the, the potential play in teams, I'm, I'm just going to run them down. I need you to give me a yay or nay. Do they, would they beat the bulls in a play, play in game? Is this fully healthy? Or are we talking the way they're constructed right now? We're talking the way they're constructed right now. I'm going to give you LaMelo Ball because I know that you think he has such a major impact in the game. <laughs> and I think yeah. that a play-in game with a LaMelo Ball would be really fun to watch. But no Hayward? No Hayward. You, okay. you don't, I, can't give you okay. the, I can't give you the queen <laughs> on the chessboard. You know so I mean? close. So close. So fully healthy <laughs> outside of Hayward versus the Bulls in the play-in? Yes. I think they beat the Bulls. I do too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what is going on over there. Vooch has has seemed to play well doing the thing that he did in, mm-hmm. in, in Orlando where he plays well but they lose. You know what I mean? Levine's out too. Levine's out with health and safety for a while. So that's Oh, tough. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um Pacers? Think the Pacers have a chance to get those Hornets? The Pacers are so weird because Miles Turner's out now. They've dealt with so many injury issues. The Pacers have such a talented roster, but with the way they've been playing this season, I think they'd have a chance to, I think they'd have a good chance to get past the Pacers the way they're playing this season. Five and five of the last 10. It's, I think it's admirable that they're as competitive as, as they've been, especially since the, Mm -hmm. since uh, Oladipo is gone. What do you think about the Wizards? Seven, Mm -hmm. seven and three of their last 10. Beal and Westbrook have seemed to find a way to play with each other. The thing about Westbrook is when he starts winning games, he is, he's dangerous when it comes to those drives. He can, you know, he, I think he can assist when he wants to, but he's dangerous when he learns to, to drive in and then kick out. And when you have someone like Beal hitting the three-pointers, you can really win games. Do you think that the Hornets would have a competitive advantage over the Wizards? I mean, Westbrook killed Bismack Biombo the last time they played. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. It, it's tough because, like you said, the Wizards have started to figure it out lately. I think it would be a really, really, really fun game. I'm hesitant to say the Hornets would win. I think it's fifty-fifty in that game because the Wizards have been figuring it out. But at the same time, they're still the same Wizards team that started off so bad at the start of this year. It, it, I would say fifty-fifty on the Wizards game. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Raptors. Just give me a yes or no on the Raptors. Yes or no? I can't I can't go back. I think <laughs> uh, that's tough because they're the Raptors, hard. The Tampa Bay Raptors uh, are hard to figure out for sure. And we're talking one game. It's because it's a play-in, right? Yes. 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little confident. I'm going to say, yes, Raptors have been bad this year. They've been like, there's no way around it. Raptors have been bad. I'm going to say, yes, the Hornets win. That's bad shit, Jack. I just, I, I, hate, to even, <laughs> I hate to even cuss on the, on the podcast, <laughs> but um, I think the Raptors win that game. I think they know how to win playoff games. They just um, confuse me. They confuse me, man. Cause they were, they're just so bad. And the team is not that different from last year outside the bigs. And it's just, it's so confusing that they're so bad. And so I can't, I can't back the Raptors at all this season at all. Cause th- there's a chance the Raptors don't even make the play in. That's how bad they've been, which is crazy. I hope you're right. And I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> the last, last two teams I want to talk to you about. And I, you know, I realize listing things on podcasts, not the most entertaining thing in the world. So we'll combine these two. Um, one, because you have a, a huge, like, allegiance to uh, to this team because you, <laughs> you host a podcast yeah do, like do you think that just the hornets organization is in the is in the headspace of the boston celtics and we can somehow flim flam maybe kemba walker is kind of like a spy a, a, a ink <laughs> in the ointment for the boston celtics do, do you think that it, let's let's call it like this do you think it would be a competitive game against celtics if I've learned one thing about watching the Celtics for years is that they, and, and shout out to my friend, Sam LaFrance for this. They love, they love to play down to their competition. So an injured Hornets team would be like a death note for the Celtics. It would most <laughs> definitely be a competitive game. It would 1000% be a competitive game. Will I, will I back the Hornets? I don't think I physically can do that, but I think it would be a very competitive game. So I am just like everybody who watches the NBA inundated with Boston Celtics news and highlights. And every time <laughs> there's a national game, it's always the Boston yep. Celtics or the Lakers. Um, uh-huh. They've been playing very good, man. They've been playing very good. Yeah. And their, their stars, Brown, Kemba, they've been playing really well together. And here's the thing. Here, if you have Kemba Walker, it's when the chips are down, it's good to have that guy in your corner. Um, yes. he kind of, you know, that guy has, has led nine other players who probably shouldn't be in the NBA <laughs> on a, on a Bobcats team two wins before. So you just, you just can't count him out. Mm-hmm. The, he is sick right now. It's ki- killed us against the Bulls. He's sick, but oh, really? we'll get there. Get yeah, better, Celtics are helped with the hospital Celtics right now. Smart was out last game. Kemba was out last game. Robert Williams, Evan Fournier out. Jalen Brown's doubtful. It's uh Struggle bus, but uh, all right, I'm, I'm the cutting all the Boston, <laughs> Boston Celtics news out of this podcast. Boston sucks. Boston sucks. <laughs> no, um, Miami Heat, Miami Heat are going to kill this team, aren't they? Yeah, got I would the, take the Heat over got the, the Hornets. Inside, I think. Got, they got Bam. I That's mean, they've tough, got yeah. the people who are just going to win that game. So here's hoping not the Miami Heat. Um, yeah. But I yeah. do think that they're they could be competitive for the other teams. Um, yes, I think that you could win a playing game. Now we're gonna get stuck with the 76ers, and we're <laughs> we're going to lose that series. But I want the Hornets in the playoffs, even if maybe you know statistically or for the betterment of next year's draft, we should try to tank because Gordon Hayward is injured. I want the Hornets in the playoffs. They were so close last year. We're kind of in that same position. So I just, I want to see realistically, even if the Hornets make the play in, they make it interesting, win one game, lose the second one, that still puts them in the lottery and then they get lucky. And hey, they, they Hornets make the play in and get the first overall pick. You heard it here first. They win, they win the lottery. 
I love it. I love it. He has been Jack Simone. I have been Zach Brown. And this has been The Stinger. From Rock Hill, South Carolina, to Chicago, Illinois, to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, peace out.